Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. We're up to the third day of 12 Days of the Comic Source Presents Bad Idea. Rocky and I, in this episode, are going to be talking about sleigh bells. Very, very uh, appropriate for the season. But if you're watching us on YouTube and you see the Santa that's in the background behind me, covered in blood, just demonic look on his face, you'll realize this is a very dark, dark tale uh, for, for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, so it's written by Zeb Wells. David LaFuente does the art, uh, the line work. Ulysses Ariola on colors. Simon Bolin on letters. Um, and you know, we didn't talk about them in the first couple of uh, episodes, but there are backups, um, B-sides, as Bad Idea calls them. They're usually eight-page stories by a variety of characters. Uh, we're not going to all of a sudden start talking about the B-sides, but it is interesting. It's a chance for Bad Idea to kind of do like DC does when they do the – uh, all the anthologies that we talk about all the time, just to give some other writers uh, a chance to work with Bad Idea and, and for Bad Idea to see if they're um, creators they want to give a, a feature-length project to at some point. So the one that's in the back of this is uh, called For a Good Time Call, uh, and it's written by Elliot Rahal. Adam Polina handles the art. Ariola on colors, Dave Sharp on letters. It's it's really interesting, but it's definitely not fully formed. Ne- need more to that story. And we've actually never gotten it. So I, I am kind of curious and I did want to mention it. Uh, but when it comes to the main story, Sleigh Bells, I mean, most people are going to know Zeb Wells for his work over at uh, at Marvel, specifically uh, working on Amazing Spider-Man right now. And I'm not saying his Amazing Spider-Man is all, you know, sunshine and rainbow and puppies, but it's certainly not as dark as this is. So I'm curious, Rocky, uh, you know, taking the idea of Santa Claus and turning him t- into a a serial killer, I guess. Uh, a guy goes on a rampage. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What were your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's all in the title, right? I mean, so it's not like if, if I'm if I'm an astute observer and reader. I mean, it says it's called Sleigh Bells, and Sleigh is spelled S L A Y. So it's, it's strong. We got Superman gun toting on the cover. So I mean, uh, I would probably know just from the, the from the very first page that this was going to be a darker take, uh, but oh, maybe a comedic take on on Santa Claus. And I I had a fun time with it. I, and uh, it was self contained. It was uh, you know this isn't. Uh, this definitely wasn't Shakespeare by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a lot of fun to read and uh, maybe a little tropey, but it was, it was fun. And it is a one shot and it's, you know, I mean, it, it actually, it's, it's good. It's entertainment fun for the, for the holiday, for the holiday season. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, I even dressed for it. I, I got my uh, Santa Claus, uh, <laughs> you know, shirt and my, my hat or my, my, my Santa, Santa Claus, uh, naughty, naughty uh, hat. So, Hey, I mean, I had, I had a good time with it. I, I mean, uh, hey, what's what's not to like about an, uh, a Santa Claus who is? Uh, I, I felt sorry for him here. I felt more sorry for the reindeer though uh, in this story. Yeah. As we'll get to it, but uh, you know, but what do you think of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I, I kind of thought the same thing. It's it's fun, but it's not something you're gonna want to share with kids. <laughs> and. <laughs> Even though it stars a kid, a kid named Bobby, and you know it's Santa Claus, so uh, you know kudos to Zeb Wells for bringing in a lot of the the tropes and the traditions and the myths around Santa Claus. I mean, he's not necessarily a sacred figure when it comes to uh, pop culture. Uh, in recent years, we've had some um, some different you know Santa Claus themed horror movies. I think there was one with David Harbor. David Harbour played Santa Claus and he was like taking revenge on mobsters or something. Uh, so just to give you an idea of what the story is about, 
again, starring this kid, Bobby, his father wakes him up early on Christmas Eve morning to take him out hunting. He's never been hunting with his father. Uh, and there are some humorous moments, you know, it's pretty boring for a kid, you know, kind of like going fishing. Uh, you know, his dad keeps scolding him. Don't, you know, close your cocoa. The reindeer can smell it. He wants to break off a branch and use it as a sword. No, you know, you're going to spook him that he's on his phone. And then, you know, finally, when it's time to leave, he's like, yay, he's actually excited. <laughs> while his father's disappointed that they didn't, not only did they not shoot any deer, they didn't even see any. And so as they're leaving, they see, you know, some uh, antlers over the ridge. They realize there's some reindeers uh, over there. And Bobby even says to us that, are we, aren't we not supposed to shoot over the ridge because you can't really see what you're shooting for? And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. There's nothing for miles around. So he shoots at it. And it turns out what he's shooting at is Santa's reindeer. They panic because of the shot. They go on a stampede. Uh, and they basically impale themselves upon these trees um, in kind of this deadfall where Bobby and his father were, were using it as kind of like a hunting blind. And when Santa gets there and realizes what happened, you know, he just loses it. He's like, oh, my God, the reindeer. Um, and he's, he's checking his list, and he's like, oh, it was this guy, Bobby Hamilton. You know, he was on the nice list, but clearly I got that wrong. Uh, you know, he's now he's on the naughty list. And meanwhile, you know, Bobby's dad has, has told him to, Hey, don't say anything about this to your mother. Keep it hush hush and what have you. So they go back home, Christmas Eve dinner, pretend like nothing's happened. Meanwhile, Santa's out walking now cause he doesn't have reindeer to, uh, to pull his sleigh. Uh, and a police officer happens upon him. Uh, you know, and he doesn't believe in Santa because obviously he's an adult and Santa's kind of, uh, saying, hey, you can help me, or police officer, my reindeer were murdered, and what have you. And the, the police officer is like, dude, you need to calm down. Um, and when Santa reaches into his bag, he's like, uh, you know, I'll give you a candy cane, and, and then maybe you'll believe me and see that I'm really Santa and what have you. But he's reaching into his bag, and, you know, you're reaching into a concealed place in front of a police officer. Of course, he, he gets uh, pepper sprayed and, and punched, and that makes Santa mad. He, so instead of pulling a candy cane out of his bag, he pulls out a bat, bashes the cop in the head and accidentally kills him. And then he's like, Oh crap. You know, what did I do? Um, meanwhile, it's an awkward dinner at the Hamilton house as Bobby's trying to keep the secret. Uh, and then Santa finally gets to where he's going, which he's, he's heading to this woman's house. She's known as the, the widow. Um, we saw her, Early on in the story, as Bobby and his father were uh, were heading out of town to go hunting, uh, and she she very much has the Christmas spirit. Like she adds more and more decorations to the outside of her house uh, every day. This widow Fogarty, uh, and we find out it's because she's been having an affair with Santa for years, right? And that's why Santa was actually where Santa was actually headed when his reindeer were killed. <laughs> why he's was out early because it's Santa. He's not actually supposed to be out with his reindeer until, you know, Christmas Eve night. And he was out there uh, early in the morning because he was going to have his annual uh, role in the hay, if you will, with uh, this widow Fogarty. So he, he's totally out of it. He, he, you know, he feels like his life is over. He's like all oh, these decades and, you know, centuries of, of doing my thing and being good. And, it, you know, it was all ruined by, um, by this kid and what he did and uh, you know, they're going to come after me and, and what have you. And um, you know, I, I shouldn't have been here. I should have been home with Mrs. Claus and what have you. And uh, sure enough, the police show up because Santa had used the, uh, 
the trooper that he actually accidentally killed, he took his police car and drove it to the widow Fogarty's house. So the SWAT team shows up, they try to take out Santa. Uh, and when they do that, the widow jumps in front of uh, Santa to protect him. Cause she actually loves him. Right. And then she's killed and that's it. Santa now Santa has totally lost it. Like that's not very nice. Uh, and we get a amazing scene from David LaFuenta uh, where he says, ho, 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 motherfucker. And that's where you know the story has just taken a turn. Santa is going to take them all out. And sure enough, he does. He uses his uh, his powers, you know, grabs one guy and whisks him up the chimney part, you know, part way. He grabs one of the officer's machine guns and uh, and takes them all out. They're all on the naughty list by now. And uh, then he heads to get his final revenge against uh, Bobby Hamilton. And that's when uh, Bobby and his father have to come clean about what happened out in the woods uh, with their mother. Um, and you can understand Bobby Hamilton's father uh, is he's trying to protect his family. And he, he uh, actually shoots Santa. And as Santa lies there dying, he uh, opens his fist and uh, he, he's like, I made a mistake. You know, this was going to be for you, but it, it's actually for me. And uh, he opens up his hand and there's a lump of coal in it. So, yeah, Santa went bad. He acknowledges it, realizes he's the one that deserved the lump of coal. And he dies on the Hamilton's floor. Uh, so, yeah, a very dark tale. Uh, you can understand why Santa would lose it. It escalates well uh, with, uh, you know, under the pen of, uh, of Zeb Wells. Uh, but what really makes this work is the line work for, um, from David LaFuenta. The colors are, are done very well uh, also by Ariola, but the line work, um, the over-the-top action, just the fact that he draws, as, as the story goes on, as Santa gets more and more angry, starts unleashing more and more of his uh, martial abilities that maybe he didn't even realize that he had, he becomes bigger, he becomes larger, he gets bigger. Uh, on the page in the panels to the point where when he finally shows up at the Hamilton's house and uh, Bobby Hamilton goes running to find his father, he bumps into Santa and, and Santa's just huge, just taking up almost the whole page. So uh, yeah, there's not a lot to the story, uh, but again, it ramps up in, in a really good way. And yeah, it's one and done. It's self-contained, like you said, uh, and very satisfying, very entertaining. So what do you have to add, Rocky? Yeah, well, it, there, I, I think that there's a mystery here because, you know, there was one scene in the beginning where, uh, where, where there's the crash site where the, where the, the rifle that, the, that, the, that young Bill, you know, Bobby shot or whatever, and he scared the reindeer and the, all the reindeer were impaled. And in the, in the remnants of the, of, the, of the sleigh, which is pretty much destroyed, I, I thought there's, there was this mysterious image there. There was this mysterious... Uh, I thought this was this unknown force that never does make an appearance later on in the uh, in the story. Did, did you catch that? Yeah, I thought I kind of took that to be kind of this this maybe the spirit of vengeance, for lack of a better term. Oh, okay, so like I thought maybe it was the evil. It said, "Bobby, what? Look what you did, Bobby." And I'm thinking, like, is that the evil Christmas spirit or or some sort? Yeah, of, uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's what kind of infects Santa when uh, when the widow is killed. And really yeah. sends them over the edge, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not it's not really clear. Yeah. And then you're right too. Uh, also, that you know the fact that the gun that shot the gun didn't actually shoot the reindeer; it caused the stampede. 
that caused the reindeer to die. But it turns out that Santa, you know, gave that gun to Bobby's father many, many Christmases ago. So that's the other thing. When Santa dies, in a way, it's a little bit of a relief for him, right? Because he's like, wait, I gave you the gun that killed my reindeer. Like he's realized like I, I, he takes, you know, he takes it upon himself that it's his own fault. If I hadn't given him that gun, then he wouldn't have given that gun to his son. And then my reindeer would still be alive. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Now, is there, there's, there's politics in this. Is, what is this saying about gun control? You know, shame <laughs> on Santa for being that weapon, creating the weapon and gifting the weapon that would ultimately lead to the loss of his own life and the death of Christmas for everyone. <laughs> so, you know, don't buy guns. Don't buy guns for anyone for Christmas people. Is that one of the lessons here? I don't know. Look, I, I enjoyed this for, uh, I thought it was hilarious that per Santa, he can't even get a piece of Christmas tail without it coming back to haunt him. He's coming. He, the, he, the reason why he was there, he was sent, he, he left early. He left the North Pole early because he wanted to end up with his, you know, girlfriend there for a secret tryst like he did every year. And uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that, that that's what brought him in ultimately into the scope of uh, young Bobby and uh, the, the the gunshot scared the reindeer and all those. You know, <laughs> I thought uh, I actually was hoping Rudolph, the Red News reindeer, would survive and that maybe Rudolph was the was the mysterious reindeer that maybe survived in the sleigh and that I, I when I was as I was reading it I thought Rudolph was going to end up crashing through the house at the end at the last minute to save Santa and whisk him off to the North Pole to be saved but no this has a much more darker ending and it's funny how what I thought was cool is that as Santa becomes he seems the angrier he gets the more powerful he gets but I wonder if that also meant he became more vulnerable because I'm surprised that a gunshot could kill Santa Claus. Uh, of course, it ripped him open on the inside. It's a very gory comic when it shows the violence, what happened to the reindeer and Santa. But I, I would have thought maybe Santa would have some healing powers. But I think because he was without the Christmas spirit, which would empower him, because he was tainted, filled with anger, not filled with love, I think that's the lesson there that you can take. I'm reading so much into this readily, readily violent comic. But, I mean, there, there are themes here if you really want to find them. So, <laughs> But, it, again, it was... Yeah, it's- yeah, it's a good point. It's like at the end, you know, when he realizes all the people that he's killed uh, and the lump of coal is for him. Yeah, it's like he he knows he doesn't deserve to to survive. So, yeah, I totally I totally get that, get that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the art that makes this work. As I said, uh, the La Fuente art is uh, is amazing. Uh, you know, I had only known his work from doing superhero books. Obviously, this is not a superhero comic, um, but I'd love to see him do more in this vein. It doesn't necessarily have to be this dark. Um but, you know, this is a dark comedy. I'd love to see La Fuente do um, some more humor type books, um, you know, humor with an edge, because I think his art uh, really suits that style for sure. So, And I should, as a further compliment to him, at the very beginning of the comic, it shows Santa and all his, all his Christmas spirit glory. and But then at the very end of the comic, it shows the darker beat up Santa at the end. So it's uh, artistically, there is, <laughs> you can tell by the end of the story, Santa's had it pretty rough and that's artistically rendered even at, at the at the very beginning and at the conclusion of the story with this very, even the green background, a nice good looking Santa with in uh, the green background at the beginning and then sort of a darker, more shaded green at the end when he's more roughed up. And uh, I don't know, I, I thought it worked real well. And you know what? For a one shot, this is kind of what this is kind of what I like. I I wish, frankly, this is what one shots should be—just a done in one story that 
you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, larger themes, but maybe they're there if you want to find them and you just get a good laugh out of it and a good chuckle. That's what I like about this. I actually, you know, you and I would, we've reviewed some of this stuff with, with DC. I, I kind of wish DC would, you know, maybe loosen the bounds of continuity and have, have more fun with it uh, and do something like this, sort of rock the boat, maybe throw Lobo in there. It, it reminded me a little bit of when Lobo went, uh, there was a Christmas special with Lobo back in the day where Lobo actually takes a, takes a hit on Santa Claus and takes out Santa Claus. That was a great story. This reminded me a little bit of that with, uh, with the same sort of fate for Santa Claus, unfortunately. But <laughs> but no, it's a fun story. It's a fun story. Yeah, if you're somebody who believes that uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which I'm 100% in that camp, uh, this is the kind of Christmas Santa Claus story that you'll, uh, that you'll enjoy. So uh, again, not a lot to it. Uh, but it's definitely enjoyable, fantastic art. Uh, kudos to the, the whole creative team. So uh, we appreciate everybody joining us uh, as we're counting down toward Christmas with 12 Days of the Comic Source Presents Bad Idea. A link in the show notes. You can go to the Bad Idea website. You can go check out their Kickstarter that's going on right now if you want to get on board with the Bad Idea um, gang, community, what have you. Check out some of their amazing books. Save Now, which is also written by Matt Kent. Uh, like the first story that we reviewed uh, on day one, ENIAC. Um, there's a fantastic um, story called Save Now. Uh, basically, it's a chance that this guy has, like he's, his life is a video game. He can save it at certain points uh, and then go back and try to do things differently. That's going on right now. It ends uh, right before Christmas on Christmas Eve, late in the day. Uh, so again, link in the show notes. You can go and check that out. Uh, and be sure you head over to YouTube if you're listening to the audio-only version and subscribe to Rocky's channel. It's Comic Boom, Comic Space Boom, exclamation point. Ring the notification bell. Uh, leave some comments on our latest DC Spotlight. Um, and be sure and subscribe so you don't miss any of uh, those DC Spotlights when they come out once a week. Conversely, if you're checking us out on YouTube, uh, again, be sure you head over to Rocky's channel and subscribe because you're uh, watching this on the uh, the Comic Source channel. So be sure and go over and subscribe to Rocky's channel. Uh, but also, if you want to listen to our audio-only versions, like maybe you're in the car, on the subway, what have you, just go to wherever you get your podcast, do a search for the uh, Comic Source and subscribe. So we appreciate the support as always, everybody. Uh, tomorrow we'll be reviewing uh, a double one-shot, Walesville and Rocks and Minerals. Uh, I think that was the third title that Bad Idea put out. Um, both of those stories are, are fantastic. They're definitely for all ages as opposed to these. And uh, both written by Matt Kent with some amazing art by Adam Polina and Tony Millionaire. So be sure you come back and join us tomorrow for that. Uh, we appreciate the support as always. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you tomorrow. Catch you later.